you guys. This is the Dune episode. I'm so excited. Um, <clears throat> why does it like an idiot? Um, yeah, Dune. Dune part one. Um, because I've been like waiting and waiting and waiting to record something about this until the tra trailer dropped, but I don't really feel like waiting anymore. Um, I'm just in the mood to talk about Dune. So, and there's so much uh, um, else I can talk about. So much else, so much more I can talk about. So I'm going to talk about it. <clears throat> By the way, I'm recording this on a, on a new mic. Thanks uh, to my good friend, Jay. And yeah, hopefully it sounds good. And I pray to God you can't hear the fan that I have to have on because it's like 10,000 degrees outside. Anyway, um, okay, so I was just um, thinking, for some reason I like, I really connect things in my memory to time, so I always like to try to remember like timelines of things, like where things started and when, at what points they evolved, and I don't know why that is that way for me. It's kind of, um, my son is kind of actually the same too because, but he relates everything to an age. Like he'll, he'll start a describing a memory by saying, "What remember when I was four and or when I was um, I think I was five and uh, or or you know one time we went to this thing I was five you know he I don't know why but he just very much connects things to ages. <clears throat> so anyway, I was um, oh I know why I was talking I was talking to someone. <laughs> <laughs> um full disclosure i'm pretty stoned right now um so if i get off track that's why okay i know what i'm trying to say though <clears throat> i was thinking about dune because i was talking to someone about it um by the way i recently rewatched the um Hodorowsky's dune documentary which um, is available to rent, I think, many places. I know for sure it's available on Vudu. Um, highly suggest watching that if you're a hardcore Dune fan. It's all about the version of Dune that Hodorowsky was making with, like, Mobius and, like, these other, um, really famous, um, artists. He had fucking, uh, he had fucking, um, <laughs> who's the, uh, Dolly, right? That's a painter guy? Yeah, Salvador Dali was going to play the Emperor. Um, he had... Who else? Oh, there was someone else really big. I can't remember. He had, like, this crazy cast lined up, like, this crazy um, group of artists working on the film. Uh, but it never happened. Never... Uh... Oh, he was going to get fucking... Um... Who's the guy from fucking Rosebud? Um... Oh, my God. That guy, <laughs> that guy was going to be Vladimir Harkin, Harkinen, Harkin, uh, I think. Yeah. The Baron Harkinen. Um, anyway, I rewatched that documentary recently and it's super fucking good. It's also a fucking trip. Um, like if you're a Hodorowsky fan, I also suggest watching it just for that reason because he is insane. Um, and it's a very enjoyable thing to watch. Very cool. <clears throat> okay. Enough getting sidetracked. What I'm trying to say is 
I was thinking about the timeline of how I, you know, became like the Super Dune fan because I remember it very, 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 very well. Um, and now I remember when it was, at least what I'm pretty sure it was. Actually, I don't know for sure, but I think I remember when. <laughs> I am like super, <laughs> um, like going on and on about how I like thought about thought this timeline out, and now I'm not even sure what I. But I think it makes sense. Um, and what's great about it is that I'm pretty sure that I became a Star Wars super fan and a Dune super fan at the same fucking time. Okay? It's the spring slash summer of 2002. The reason why I think these things line up, well, I know for sure that Attack of Clones came out in 2002. Um, and that summer. My family and I went on a road trip um, cross country. We went to um, visit my stepdad's family or whatever. Anyway, um, I <clears throat> was super like um, happy, excited about Attack of the Clones. And please forgive me if you um, if you didn't know this, you're just finding this out now. But I hadn't seen um, The Phantom Menace in theaters. I only went um, Attack of the Clones because my church friends <laughs> were going and invited me. I had no idea that they were e there, were, there were even new um, films we made. So that's kind of weird. Um, I don't know. I guess I like it was just me, my mom, and my stepdad at the time. Like my sister was off in college, I think, and. Um, yeah, I pretty much just watched like Jag and and whatever they were, <laughs> they were watching. Um, so I guess I didn't see any trailers or anything like that because we were watching old people stuff. I don't know. Anyway, the reason I remember this is because I wanted I made my mom buy me the VHS for Phantom Menace because our RV had a VHS player, of course, and a TV. So I watched that VHS like um, continuously during that road trip and i also read um my first dune book during that road trip i know those things for facts i can't recall i know for sure i did own the attack of the clones uh vhs but i don't think it was out yet at that time you remember how long it used to take for shit to to get released on home video um so yeah, I don't think it was out yet cuz the movie had just come out in may and this was probably in like July or August, I'm not sure. Okay, so. Um, but here's the interesting thing. I don't even know if this is interesting. Um, my first introduction to Dune wasn't that book. I picked up that book because I saw advertisements on Sci-Fi Channel for the Children of Dune miniseries. I don't know why that is so interesting to me. It just is. Um, God, I wish I knew the address to the website because they, um, so heavily, Sapphire Channel so heavily promoted that film because they had Susan Sarandon in it. Um, they made a whole website for it and the website had like teasers and it had cast interviews and it had, it just had so much content. And I used to literally just like live on that webpage, um, after I saw the film. Um, 
So yeah, actually, now I'm thinking about it. But anyway, yes, I definitely saw the advertisements and they interested me a lot. Um, the story looked very interesting to me and I didn't know what it was. Um, in fact, I remember... Um, hmm, now I'm thinking... Oh yeah, there was one part in one of the trailers... Wait... Um, I shouldn't be thinking about something this deeply right now. Um, there's one part in one of the trailers that made it... Oh, I remember. It was edited all funkily. <coughs> they edited it in a way where... Sorry. Um, it looked like a scene of Paul um, was actually Leto. Leto 2. Um, so, yeah. Uh, wow, that was not an interesting thing to contribute to this episode at all. Anyway, the point was the advertisements were interesting to me. I was really psyched about seeing it. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure I didn't see it, though, before I read the book because I think it came actually came out in 2003. Um, let me see if I can Google this real quick. Um, uh, yeah, I'm like 100% sure. Um that it was released uh, in, or aired originally. Yeah, March 16, 2003. Okay, so that, um, that might make sense <coughs> that I potentially saw a teaser in the late summer of 2002. I don't know, bro. Um, oh my God, the trailer is right here on YouTube. I need to watch it later. Um, anyway, yeah, so, um, was, was super interested in that, so then I went shopping for books on my way, or right before we left for our trip, and in my hometown, we had this cool, um, used bookstore in the outlet mall there, um, so I went over there and saw Dune Messiah, and it was super cheap, and I just bought it, like, on impulse, because I was like, oh, I want to know more about this, um, this was a this was like a real old version of me because I used to read books um, for fun. So this was obviously like really 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 long time ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, I read Dune Messiah first, um, which was actually great because uh, I fell in love with Alia in that book because she is amazing in that book. Um, and really her and Cheney and um, Connie and Jessica and fucking even fucking What's-Her-Face, Susan Randon's character. Um, I don't know. All the um, – wait, no, she wasn't in that book. All the really strong female representation in it um, really was exciting to me. So I was hooked uh, from that point forward super dune fan and then um god did i have a friend in high school i remember this oh no that was farscape we were friends of farscape there was a lot going on um dude there was a lot going on at that time because i think peacekeeper wars was the next year in 2004 sci-fi channel was just my like my whole life at this point um especially after i graduated uh the summer 
either the summer in between junior and senior year or the summer after grad. No, I think it was the summer in between junior and senior year before I had friends. Um, I binge watched all of SG one. Um, just like all day, every day, like my mom would be gone to work and I would just be on the computer all day. Um, or I would have SG one on the TV in the computer room and I'd be playing the Sims on the computer. Uh, so yeah, it was good times. Okay. So let's talk about me as a Dune fan. I think I've made it pretty clear, but if anyone is confused, or I doesn't know yet. I don't like the 1984 uh, David Lynch adaptation of Dune. It is steaming pile of trash. I have no respect for it or David Lynch. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, and that's not that's not because of Dune. It's I just I don't know his movies and stuff just just don't appeal to me. But anywho, yeah, that movie sucks. Um, and thankfully, I didn't see it before I um, read any of the books because I would have been pretty devastated. Because um, yeah, that sucked. So my first um, my first exposure to adaptations of Dune was the Sci-Fi Channel miniseries that aired in two uh, two thousand. Am I the only one that finds it? strange saying um 2000 because i keep see i keep tripping like trying to say it because i'm used to saying um 2003 or 2020 or 2019 or 2018 like this like multiple syllable things um i know 2000 <laughs> technically has multiple syllables but like it's not multi-word i guess in my um yeah that's what i mean multi-word it's like one word oh, God, i should stop smoking <laughs> <laughs> I'm having so much fun. Um, yeah, first adaptation, uh, first exposure to an adaptation of Dune was the 2000 miniseries. So let's fucking talk about it because it is excellent, and you will not convince me that it's not. Hey, I'm pretty sure I had the IMDb page open, and then now it's just gone. Oh no, here it is. All right, <clears throat> first of all. Great cast. Uh, there was, yeah, some some strange casting. I didn't really understand. Um, but good cast. Very, very good cast overall. They went with a very um, Nordic-looking uh, family for the Atreides. Um, except for Alia, which was kind of straight, strange, but still good. Um, Duke Leto Atreides, played by William Hurt. Love William Hurt. Very cool guy. Uh, Moadib uh, Paul was played by this um, Scottish actor. I'm fairly sure certain he's Scottish named Alec Newman. Fucking excellent Paul. Except that he was like pretty small and unintimidating. You know, like by the time why by the time we get to the last book in Dune, like Paul is really supposed to be like this like super powerful badass. Um and this actor just couldn't quite do that. Just couldn't quite tip it over the edge to uh, believing that he was, like, powerful. Although, otherwise, the performance is great. Now, the one that really did it for me, the one that really fucking sealed the deal as this being, like, my favorite adaptation, my favorite fucking film for, like, years on end, 
um, was Saskia Reeves as Lady Jessica. I don't know if I want to fuck her or if I want to be her, if I want her to be my mom, but I just think Saskia Reeves is incredible. She's gorgeous and a great actor and just has like the warmest voice. Um, oh, it just, it breaks my heart. They do, um, they do a scene in the miniseries, um, one where Paul confronts Jessica about um, being pregnant with Alia. And it's just like her, something about her delivery of every line in that scene. It's just, it's like warm and like soft and melty, but also like crushing um, and like painful in all at the same time. It's, it's, it's strange. Um, <coughs> freaking coughing now because I have fans on all day, every day, um, which is really fun. So um, this, uh, I'll continue with the cast in a minute, but this adaptation was filmed uh, for the most part in Prague. Um, and it's, uh, so there's a lot of um, Eastern European actors in it um, that are really, really fucking good. Um, but anyway, keep going down the list. Um, P.H. Moriarty as Gurney Halleck. Um, he's okay. Uh some some scenes he delivered very very well um particularly in the in the second film children of dune um but i don't know this is just whatever i i didn't really um i did read the book before i saw this adaptation um but i didn't really have any pictures in my head um too much i i uh it's easy for me to forget the way a character is described as looking in the book um the more I read it, I don't know why. That's just uh, how it is. So, um, yeah, I didn't really have anything in my head as far as a gurney uh, character. <coughs> um, okay, but here's, like, the really, really excellent casting. Ian McNeese as um, as the Baron Vladimir Harkin. Like, yes, hello. He's ridiculous. Um Sometimes you could say too ridiculous. Um, they definitely over, um, over, no, I don't want to say over-exaggerate. I don't know. They just, they go all in in this adaptation with the really, um, like, creepy, um, like, pedophilia side of the Baron. Um, so that was, um, you know, interesting. And then Ian McNace's uh, costumes in the film, I mean, very rarely does he have clothes on. He's pretty much just wearing, like, fucking harnesses for the majority of the film. Um, but still, great casting. <coughs> um, Giancarlo Gianni. Gianni? I don't know how you say that. I'm very bad with names, so I apologize. Um, an interesting choice for Emperor Shaddam. Um, but he's great. Uh, he's a really good, great, good actor. So I liked that. Um, some other favorites of, uh, the casting of this adaptation, Julie Cox as Princess Ireland. Um, I don't find Julie Cox particularly interesting or, uh, unique in any way. I mean, she's very, like, she is very bland, um, looking and, and pretty bland in her, her, her acting ability but for whatever reason she really executed on this character very well like 
Um, oh my God. Someone from work is like messaging me right now. Like, why? What are you doing? Um, <coughs> anyway, so Julie Cox ex- uh, executed 100% on this character because you, like, honestly, you guys, it's crazy. You buy her in the beginning of this film. You know, she's still very young. She's very, like, haughty princess of the galaxy. Um, believes she's, like, um, hot shit, basically. And, like, yes, like, like, that's believable. She can do that. And then all the way to the end of, like, um, the end of Children of Doom, where she's basically trying to be, like, the surrogate parent to the twins. And um, she's just, like, so soft and just, like, but, like, also, like, beaten down and sad. Um, it's just a, a great, 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 great uh, character evolution. So I love it. Um, I can't believe that I turned my computer on and then fucking it looks like I'm online on Slack and this fucking fool is actually messaging me. Um, uh, what the fuck, dude? Okay. All right, cool. I'm just going to, like, close this. (laughs) This is what I get for using my work computer. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. Um, Some other incredible casting moments. Um, I promise I won't just be talking about casting forever. So for um, Steelgar, they cast this guy named Yui Oxenex. <laughs> I don't know how to say that, but he's um he's beautiful. He just does like the this lighthearted and very like um I don't want to say boisterous, but like boyish um laugh sometimes with Stilgar that's just very very entertaining uh and fun to watch. Also uh Barbara Kotatova as Cheney, probably the best Cheney I've ever uh, ever will see in my entire life except oh I don't know we'll talk about Zendaya um, later probably <laughs> but yeah um, I think that's all I want to talk about with the cast just like I don't know great like really really strong strong cast for um, a TV miniseries you know but it was Dune so everybody wanted to do Dune um, that makes sense um, okay, so what else is there to say about this adaptation? Um, I always, always want to watch it with people. Um, but I feel like I have to practice so much because it's kind of a strange train wreck. Um, like, honestly, you can't, uh, you can't deny that. It is very, very odd. A couple of very odd things, okay? It's lit, um... And it is, um, what's the word? Not cinematography, but like this, it's kind of the cinematography, but also the the set dressing and, um, well, no, let's first talk about that. So the way that, uh, the way it's lit and, um, decorated, (laughs) I don't know if that's the right word talking about like like backgrounds and stuff like they'll have these matte paintings and they're these uh extremely vibrant like overly vibrant like to me it looks like it's 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 like lit and dressed for the stage okay not for a film it's like 
for the stage where like all of the darks are uh, the blacks are very black and the colors are very vibrant um and in, in the lighting okay so like i'm not even talking about costumes yet i'm just talking about the lighting like anytime we're talking about something like if, if we're on um uh harkonnen what the fuck is the planet gaty prime i think um no, is it? I don't know. If we're on the Harkonnen planet, um, you know, and 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 the Emperor is talking about some plot, then the lighting gets very, very dark red, um, and it gets very sinister. Um, whereas, you know, if we're um, when when we're doing like uh, Water of Life type stuff and like uh, traveling through time type stuff with Jessica, it's uh, it, the lighting is very bright and blue and, 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 uh, I don't know, reminiscent of like water. So, um, and there's a, a great, um, behind the scenes documentary. Uh, I don't know if it's a documentary. I can't remember any anymore these days. I own the director's cut of the DVDs of this. And, um, <coughs> there's a great piece all about the set design and the, and the cinematography and the lighting and all that stuff. And like how fucking bonkers it was. Um, but, but like, you know, intentional because they wanted to, to use that really to, um, I don't know, I guess make the world seem more unique and alive and I don't know, wild. So there's that. I feel like I have to like warn people about that because it can be a little, a little off putting if you're not, uh, if you don't know what's going on. And then the costumes are also fucking nuts. Um, but also great. <laughs> Um, it's more, um, I don't know. I actually think it makes, it makes a lot of sense in like the most conventional sci-fi costuming ever. Um, and by that, I mean, um, you have your very, very functional pieces. You're just straight up like, um, like a, a long plain dress or pants and a shirt or, um, you know, like even the still suits were functional more than anything. But then, um, so like that's that's like you know you're like your lower class like sci-fi basic like uniform. Um, but then on the other side, they have the very um, very bright and luxurious and and full of. Um, it's so cool. I can't think of any fucking words right now. Um, <coughs> I guess I just want to say luxurious, like like very very fancy fabrics. Like I'm I'm not talking about TLG uh, TLJ um, <laughs> Cantobite. Uh, I'm not talking about Cantobite. I'm not saying like I don't mean like um, sophisticated and like minimal elegance. I mean like over the top, like sci-fi, like royalty type shit. Like the emperors. Um, costumes fucking nuts uh the harkonnen costumes fucking nuts it's like like no shirt but then like this huge like sat like like bright red satin pants with like this big like cummerbund type thing or something like that um i can't recall any real images of course in my head right now but that's um that's what i'm kind of talking about um lots of crazy headpieces you know, like Ireland would have like these really um, simple. Actually, there's uh, at the end of the film when 
she finally agrees to marry Paul. Um, she has on this very, very simple um, gold dress. Fuck, is it gold? Yeah, it's good. It's a simple gold dress. Um, floor length, uh, long sleeves, um, turtleneck style, very, but very fitted, very elegant. Um, but then she has this crazy headpiece that looks like, you know, the shining sun. It's like completely like half circle around her head and it's very bright and gold. Um, super interesting. Um, here's, here's a thought. Why don't I fucking watch or find fucking images from the stupid movie that might, uh, here we go. That might help me remember some things. <coughs> so the costumes, um, are nuts. Oh my God. The guild navigators, um, not the, well, the ones in the ships are kind of crazy looking too, but, um, the guys on the human guys that are not on the ships, they have these dumbass hats on. Oh my God, dude. I fucking love this movie so much. Oh, um, I'm looking at an image right now that actually pinpoints exactly what I was talking about with the lighting. After Paul takes the water of life and um, becomes prescient, goes out and he talks to all the Fremen in Siege to Bar. I think they're at Siege to Bar. Um, and that's the first time he mentions, I think, um, that he saw a vision of Dune uh completely green like covered like covered in grass and um there's green light shining on his face <laughs> so you can see what i mean about it being very stage play -y. it's very um like on the nose uh with lighting which makes it, it interesting to watch it's just i think it's not conventional uh for what we're used to Here's a fun thing. Apparently, this website I'm recording this on only lets you record 30 minutes at a time. <laughs> so I think I was talking to myself, um, looking at this IMDb page for at least a good 10 minutes. Oh, maybe, maybe more, maybe less. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I just got done talking about the lighting again. The other thing that I um, tend to... I have to explain to people, not necessarily, but the thing that I feel like um, is odd or unique about this adaptation is uh, that they used contacts, like these reflective contacts for the uh, Fremen eyes. Um, and it, it's, it's so reflective that like sometimes if a character has their head tilted like just the right way, it'll be like one eye is glowing, the other one isn't, um, which is really interesting. Um, but very, again, to me, it feels like not a, not a film thing. It feels like a stage thing, a play thing. Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's cool, but they look very obviously fake. Um, in the follow-up in the Children of Dune um, adaptation, Sci-Fi Channel did. They used CGI for the eyes, which uh, looks a lot more natural. But I think there might have been one or two instances where they forgot to CGI someone's eyes, which is kind of uh, funny. Um, so, yeah. What else uh, What else can I say about this adaptation? Um, I almost feel like I could do, like, a whole episode just on it, but I don't, um, I don't obviously want to do that. Um, 
but yeah, so this this adaptation of Dune has my favorite performances. Um, I say that like I've seen a bunch of performances. <laughs> I'm dumb. Um, I just feel like it it just it just captures what's on the page really well for a couple characters in particular. Definitely Jessica. Definitely Cheney. Um, and by the way, uh, these names that I'm saying a lot of time are made up and um, I don't know how you're supposed to say them. So I just say the way, say them the way I want to say them. And I don't really care uh, if somebody doesn't like it. <laughs> um, okay. Other great performances. And Dune. I mean, I really like Stilgar, although he is a little off. A little odd um like Silgar in in the book i feel is just so i don't know just so hard um so he's softer in this adaptation in fact they actually borderline um went down the path of Silgar and jessica uh having feelings for each other um, in in this adaptation, like it's literally like one or two scenes, and that's it. And you you really have to like really squint to see it. Maybe I just want to see Sasuke Reeves fuck that guy. I don't know. Um, but I feel like the adaptation definitely didn't shy away from that. Um. So yeah, I love this. I highly highly suggest that everyone watch it. Um. According to IMDb, it's available on Amazon to rent. Um, so go and, and rent it. Um, it's really good. It's a very... Um, it is a very... What's the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, faithful. It's a faithful adaptation. It's not perfect. It's fucking weird. Um like all Dune is bound to be, but it's a really good adaptation. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Children of Dune, because uh, that's where I, I, I became an uber nerd. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> um, I mentioned it earlier, though. They had this website to promote the film. And they had... Um, they had cast interviews. They had art. They had behind-the-scenes stuff. They had multiple... Like, all of the trailers and teasers. Like, there were so many TV spots for this miniseries. Um, like, yeah, it was just uh, so good. Um, and this, uh, that film was my introduction to, um, James McAvoy, which, hello. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and there's a real significant portion of the film. Um, well, actually, no, that's not correct. Um, but there's a, there's a few, a few places in the film where he has a shirt off. Uh, which was really good. Um, in fact, I remember distinctly from the interview they had with him on that website. Um, 
Oh, I wonder if I could find it on YouTube. He's talking at one point about um, filming a scene where he's running in the desert um, with no clothes on. And uh, they had him, like, running on this treadmill, and, and he just felt like... Uh, what did he say? I don't know. <laughs> it was just sort of about it being awkward. Um, filming that. Uh, this is me googling now. <laughs> um. Oh, they do have it on here. How cute! Oh, check me out. I'm gonna go watch this shit after this. Um, okay, so the thing about Children of Dune is that James McAvoy was way too good of an actor to be in that, and he really outshined everyone else in the film in kind of an embarrassing way. Like, literally, the actress that they cast to play Ganema, perfectly, you know, okay, um, fine young actress, but she was obviously, um, new, and like I said, young, and, um, the type of individual you'd expect to do a um, TV movie adaptation of a book. Um, and she just, I mean, she just acts like dog shit next to James McAvoy. Um, but it's still, it's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. It's not... Um, it's uh, him being so much better than everyone else doesn't really ruin the film. It, it's just, it's just an obvious thing you can see. Other weird thing about good actors in this film. Um, I thought Susan Sarandon, Susan Sarandon was a pretty good actress. Um, definitely haven't seen her suck in anything, but she sucks ass in this film. She's awful. Um, I can't say awful. It's not like every scene is bad, but it's just like her portrayal of the character is nuts. And by the way, um, when Sissia, is that the character's name? I think that sounds right. Um, she, Susan Sarandon is like 50 years old or something. However, she's old in 2003 playing the younger sister of Julie Cox, who's like, 30? It didn't make any sense. Oh, yeah, when Cecilia Carino. Yeah, I don't know why they fucking did that. Um, there's a lot of uh, returning cast for this film from the Dune um, miniseries. Alec Newman is back as Moadib. Julie Cox is back as Princess Irlan. Ian McNeese is back as the Baron Harkonnen. Um, they recast Silgar for some reason, which really broke my fucking heart because they cast this guy named Steven Burkhoff and he sucks. Um, they also recast Duncan, but that was fine because they act, they cast Edward Adderton, who's way better. PH Moriarty is back. They also recast Jessica. I don't know why. What is with Saskia Reeves and quitting stuff? She fucking quit Luther after the first season, too. Um... They cast Alice Krieg as Jessica, who I hated in this role. Hated it. Uh, I kind of like her all right now. I saw her in um, as the board queen or whatever in that Star Trek movie, and I and I like her in that. I saw her in something else recently too. Um, 
but ooh, she's not good as Jessica. She's like cold and like stiff. And the moments where she's supposed to like warm up or or you get like this one quick look at at her being like an actual human in this in this movie, um she can't do it. Uh Yeah, I don't know. She just fucking sucks. I just don't I just don't like it. She's not right for the role. Um but yeah, so this film um is lit and dressed correctly for television or for film. It's beautiful. Um the palace looks beautiful, the sand dunes look beautiful. Um the lighting is just constantly gorgeous it's just it's beautiful um yeah overall it's so fucking good uh i think children of dune has to definitely be my favorite dune book god emperor of dune is really close up there i find this is always my problem when i like something that a lot of other people like is that the other people like the whole story so they will latch on to and find their favorite or their the most enjoyable part is the part with the most all-encompassing or what they consider to be the best story right so for star a lot of star wars people it's the first film or it's um empire okay best story great you know most all-encompassing like it's like to them that's like the whole the whole package right for dune i find that a lot of book fans it's the first book they might like the other books but the first book is the best to them don't get me wrong the first book is incredible it's like out of this world uh classic sci-fi but for me as a fan (laughs) i um i get connected to moments uh Always like you, like anything. Um, oh God, I'm like getting flashbacks now. Um, my whole life has just been a series of YouTubing a sp- one specific scene <laughs> from one thing, and then watching it over and over and over and over again and crying. <laughs> like that is, oh my God, like that's it, dude. Um, and if you get into the right fandom, you'll find that there are people that are fucking just as nuts as you, and they will go out and they will fucking upload every scene clip. Um, <laughs> and then it's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so sad, I know that. But um, some somebody at some point decided to upload and... Um, rank every single John and Aaron scene from Farscape from all uh, four seasons and the movie. Um, So there's like a shit ton of scenes of John and Aaron scenes. But anyway, my point is um, I get attached to moments in, in films or, or television, like particular scenes. Um, Same with books, actually. Um, The ones that make me feel something. Um, So if I have a real strong emotional reaction to a a scene or a particular moment in a book um, or or a movie show, movie show (laughs) or movie or show, um, 
that's that piece becomes my favorite. Um, for Attack of the Clones, it's the scene. Um, it's the whole. It's the whole piece, um, but specific scenes from when um, Anakin goes back to Tatooine to rescue his mother. Particularly the scene where he's sitting around the table in the Lars homestead with um, uh, Kleeg and Owen. Um, and Kleeg is explaining how... <clears throat> I don't know why I'm going into so much detail about this right now, but whatever, we're on this road. <laughs> Kleeg is going into detail about how they went out after Shmi and like he, he would have gone out again, but he lost his leg and he needed to heal. And Hayden Christensen does this thing, okay... He's like, he's like staring off to the to his left side, right? He's not looking at Klee. He's not looking at anyone else at the table. He's staring completely away from it. His brow is furrowed, like just enough, and you literally see like, you see his eyes moving in his head, like he's thinking or like not. You know, it's like it's like avoidance almost, like where you don't want to hear what you want to hear, so you're just like looking anywhere and just to get like something else in your brain. And then his fucking, um, yeah. So his eyes are moving around his head, and then he turns his head back to the table, but he puts his head down, and he's like slumped in the seat, and he's very, um, very sad. But then he like sits up, like tall, um, and he just gets up, and he's like, fuck this, you know, like. And they're like, oh, where are you going? And he's like, I'm going to get my mother. Um, yeah, I don't know why. Just the the movement of his eyes and the, the furrowed brow. And the way you can see him swallow. Like, you can see him, like, tr- choke down, like, the, the grief, you know? Um, it just, I was, like, I'm just completely immersed in that scene. Like, I just buy it so much. Um and then um, the other moment in that same area is when he actually finds uh, Shmi and he's holding her in the Tuscan tent and then she dies right in his arms. Um, and again, Hayden's doing like the eye movement. He's like looking at her and he's like, he's like not believing it. He's clearly in shock. And then it, he like, it's like his face goes from being like open and like, and, like, confused and shocked to, like, closing back up and being, like, so tense and angry. And his fucking bottom lip starts quivering. Oh, my God. Like, you could just see. Like, you could just, like, feel the anger, like, pouring off him. Um, it's just crazy. Uh, yeah. Those are those are moments in Star Wars that, are, you know, that are why um, Attack of Clones is such... Um, uh, a favorite of mine. <coughs> Almost forgot I was talking about Dune for a minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the same way in Dune. So like um, God Emperor of Dune, I will continuously read over and over and over. In fact, I just did it last week. Um, the pages, uh, the scenes where... Um... Oh God, what's her name? Sonia? No. Sonia. Is that her name? Is that the same name? <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, where Maneo's daughter, um, the Atreides, is brought to Leto in his um, citadel in the desert or whatever that's left on Dune. And um, 
they're just talking, you know, and there's talking and she's like probing him and she's like, um, she's like so confrontational, but at the same time, she like really like feels for him and Leto can like read all of that. And then he is so very human. Um, like he starts talking about like, like the hunger that he has in him for like, for like human contact and like human, um, you know, um, uh, yeah, just anything, just like human shit. Uh, and 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 there's this point where he says something very sad. Um, I think it was. I think he's talking about like not ever being able to connect with other humans again. Um, and she throws like in his face that like he has that that fiance or whatever. Kawhi, I don't know how you say her name. Um, and he's like, that's not the same for some reason. I don't know. But he says something really, really sad. And she, like, she gets mad. She's like, don't, you know, don't fucking try to make me feel bad for you. Um, and that, like, I just love that. That you can see, like, this really tough character who's, like, really, like, hates this being. Like, really wants to destroy him. Like, just completely, like, sympathetic and empathetic for him. Um, I don't know. That's sh- that just fucking works. Like that's the shit that works on me. Um, it's tragedy, you know. I I love tragedy um, in the Greek sense. <coughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's that's the thing, yo. So that's why God Emperor Dune is like one of my um, is probably my second favorite because there's some scenes in it. I just really love Leto too. I call him Leto too. I don't know what's the proper way. Leto the second. I don't know. That's fucking dumb. He's not actually Leto the second. He's Leto the third. That's fucking weird too. Um, but yeah, I just really love him as a character. I think I think he's probably my favorite character in Dune, followed by um, Alia and Chaney and Jessica. Um, so yeah, that's why I really love Children of Dune and God Emperor of Dune so much because there's just so many great Leto scenes in them. God, oh, uh, I can't remember it super well in the um, in the book. It's been a long time since I read the Children of Dune book, but the scene in the Children of Dune miniseries. Oh God, I'm it's it's fucking eleven thirty right now, and I have to go. I have to be up for work, but I'm so going to watch this whole goddamn three hour miniseries after this. Uh, <laughs> such a loser. Or maybe I'll just go to the scenes that I want to watch. Um, anyway. The scene where Leto meets with the preacher. Um, I feel like in this adaptation, in, I feel like in the miniseries, they like completely made up the scene. Because um, I don't remember it being so emotional in the book. Actually, everything is less emotional in the book, in the books in general. Um, but yeah, the scene in the miniseries, fucking heart-wrenching like heart-breaking gut-wrenching heart-wrenching that's what that means um so painful to watch um but good because alec newman and james mcavoy just like uh, just completely like utterly um connected in that scene it's beautiful um they did i'm running out of time again um one thing about the adaptation that I do like is that they did age up the twins. Um, I love, I think it's fine in the book the way that it is with them being, I think nine. Um, 
Was it nine? I think it's nine. Something around there. Um, I don't know. It works in the book. Like, I, for some reason, it's easier for me to buy, or I find it more interesting, I guess. Obviously, that's probably why you wrote it that way. But I do find it more interesting to read them um, as nine-year-olds with these adult voices and these adult conversations um, and interactions. I don't know. It's freaky. It's uh, subverts your expectations, and that's the kind of thing that I, I like. It makes me feel things. Um, but in the adaptation, um, they pretty much play, um, they pretty much play the twins as, as very constantly, um, I guess that just, that's true in the book too. I was going to say they're constantly very mature, um, in the adaptation, but they're also very mature, obviously, in the book. Doi. Whatever. I'm just trying to say that in the adaptation, it works for whatever reason. <laughs> You're just going to have to watch it to figure out why. Um, yeah. Um, what else to say? Again, I, I mentioned a couple times I really don't like um, Susan Sarandon in this. She, she sucks. She doesn't make any sense. Um... The actress that they cast to play grown Alia, Daniela Amavia, um, very pretty lady. Um, weirdly, she plays like the younger Alia, like the not crazy young Alia, very well. Like the like the very beginning of the book when she's like pretty much cool. Um, she plays that really well. I don't know if it was the direction that she got or just like not being able to connect with that part of the character. But later on, um, when she's totally nuts, uh, it's not it's not as strong a performance. It's not as believable. Um, there's yeah, there's this scene in the first. Oh, so I forgot to mention uh, really big, <laughs> really big piece of the puzzle here I forgot to mention the Children of Dune sci-fi channel adaptation is actually Dune Messiah and Children of Dune compacted into one miniseries so the first episode of the miniseries is all of Dune Messiah um which is okay because it's a smaller book obviously um but they did jam pack a lot in there and then the next two uh uh episodes second and third are are Children of Dune um, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, yes, I do. Um, so in the first, in that first book, there's a scene, um, where Ollie is saying goodbye to Paul. He's going back out into the desert for something. Um, oh, I think it's because Cheney's about to have the babies. <clears throat> and she's just, um, she's just very young. You know, she plays someone who's very um strangely she plays the character like innocent and it's believable even though we know that alia is uh not I mean, she murdered her uncle when she was a child um but anyway yeah it's a it's a nice scene she does a good job um so i just have a couple minutes to um wrap up here and i feel like uh, uh, I can be done talking about those adaptations now and just talk about random shit. Um, something that I just uh, remembered um, that I think is 
is, in my opinion, the nerdiest and uh, utterly most disgusting um, <laughs> thing about me ever. Um, <laughs> I'm exaggerating, obviously. Um, but, okay, I was such a super nerd, okay? Such a super Dune fan that I, um, at one point when I cried... I decided I didn't want to waste any water. And so I would wipe the tears from my face or around my eyes or whatever and then and then put them in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> oh god. I did that. Okay. So frequently, uh I don't know why I was crying so much. Um I was a teenager, I was very angsty. Um I did it so frequently that it became a habit. Um, and why, why I remember this is because I did it the other night I was crying my eyes out driving in my car, uh, to someone's house and I did it again, swallowed my tear and I was like, Oh my God, I'm a fucking freak. <laughs> this is really weird. Um, don't do that. Don't, don't touch your face with your dirty hands and then put it in your mouth. It's not a good idea. Especially not to drink salt water. That's fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I got that out there because no one knows that about me. Um, like literally, not even, not even my ex-husband knows that I do that. Probably. Um, so yeah, that's weird. Um, other super nerd Dune stuff. Uh, definitely joined RP forums. If you remember, that was real big back in the day. Um, back in this era, like there'd be whole easy forums. Remember easy forums? Um, like this free forum platform thing. You could make your own forum and blah, blah, blah. Um, there was many of those uh, based around Dune. I played Ganama on one of them. And then I also created an original character. I can't recall her name, but I do know that the actress that I modeled off of was fucking... Um, Liv uh, Tyler, and she was my character was Ixian. I know that. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, did that for a while. I also joined a just a, a Dune discussion forum, um, which is very similar to my early days on Star Wars discussion forums, which meant that um, men wanted to fuck me, but then they also hated me. So that was a short-lived experience on the Dune discussion forums. I even went to, um, there was even a forum, like, I think on the main, no, there was, there was a couple of them. There was, like, the small, like, weird offshoots, and then there was, like, the big one. Oh, man. I'm just remembering. There was just so many websites around Dune back in the day. If you know Dune websites, send them to me. I still have the bookmark for that, for that one forum. Um, but, Yeah. All right, I'm I'm uh, running out of steam here. It is late, and I um, am tired now. So, episode two, we'll pick back up talking about the do the new Dune adaptation coming soon to a home video on demand near you. <laughs> okay, bye.